he gets up at one point during the service and he introduces me and then says, um, and Chet's going to come and sing a solo at this time. He, he tells everybody that. I just sat there. My mouth hit the floor, you know. And I thought, what in the world do I do? You know, so I walked up to the front and I said, well, I'm not going to sing a solo. <laughs> You're listening to The Resolute Podcast, a podcast designed for American church leadership and a ministry of decision mentoring. Today is episode 22, Storytime Part 5. Here's your hosts, Chet and Tony. Tony, I love story time. Yeah, me too. Are you talking about just you know, just sit here and we kind of converse and we reminisce and we go back and yeah. recall all these we, crazy things. Some sure. of them which some of them which at the time weren't actually so funny. I was gonna okay. say we laugh now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them were a little painful, others yeah. a little bit humorous and stuff, yeah. you know. But and why do we do story time? Well, we do story time. Number one, people love a story, but what do we learn from that? Yeah. And it helps people realize that, hey, you're not the only one going through a crazy time right now. Yeah, uh, good point. You know, leading and doing ministry, I'm just telling you, it can be the greatest. It's I, I've heard that it's like golf. I don't play golf. Yeah. I have before, but I'm not yeah. good. So, yeah. But they say about golf that if you're doing well, I love this game. But the moment you're not doing well, I hate this game. I hate this game, you know. And I think there is... Uh, something that resonates about ministry. Here's what I've heard about golf, okay? Because yeah, I did me. play golf back in the day, mm-hmm. okay? And in the corner of my garage, I have no less than three or four sets of golf clubs oh, that my. have been sitting there for, I don't know, 15 years, okay, collecting sure. dust, you know? Um, uh, I've always heard this. You play one hole, just one hole out of 18. You play one, and it goes really well. You'll go back and play. You go back and play again. That's funny. Yeah. 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 And stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, here, the other reason we do story time is because uh, it kills time, actually. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> we get a little tired sometimes of, de- you know, delving into the, the deep subjects and that kind of thing. And this right. is uh, kind well, of like our more lighthearted once a month break. And yeah. Kind of stuff. So, yeah. You got a story. I said you get to go first this time. Yeah. Hey, this is all exciting. Well, sh- well, yeah, let me tell you. I, it was 1997. We planted a church and uh, things were, uh, here's number one. We didn't know anything. We didn't know what we were doing. I, yeah. You know, I just, I know. we're throwing paint at the wall and seeing what, what sticks, you know. Exactly. And, and uh but, and we had had some, what I would say at the time, seemed like, you know, we didn't use this word at that time, but seemed like, okay, we're having a little success here. We got some victories under our belt. Things were going along. And then five years later, we're in the same place and and uh, knew that this wasn't where we needed to be. And so I talked to the, uh, the no- denominational leaders where I was at, and they said, hey, um, there's another building. Guy's in it. He's uh, 73. Hmm looking to do something different. Why don't you talk to him? We'll talk to him, and then you talk, You guys get together. Back then, 73 seemed like really, really old. It did. <laughs> yeah, it did. It seemed so old. Yeah. Okay. And so, so anyways, we get together. He said, hey, just just bring, once you bring your church with ours, he only had like four or five people, pretty, a lot nicer building than we had at the time. And that was one of the, one of the obstacles we felt like we were facing was just the space we had. It was in a warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard to get to. It just wasn't. And so, hey, we met together and we said, okay, well, let's do that. So for about three weeks, we were together. It was in January. 
Then yeah. a snowstorm came and he wasn't there for like two weeks, hurt his back. And, and so, uh, in the meantime, he had me leading everything and, and our group was there, our 70 people or so, and then more people came. And so it feels like there's a hundred people in the room. Right. And when he left before we came, there was four or five people. That's all it was. Yeah. And so he comes back and it feels like revival. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Revival has broke yeah, out. Yeah, it feels yeah. like explosion has happened, and yeah. Uh, yeah. he's all excited. And I get it, and and so we meet, and he says, "Hey, you know, I was thinking, and uh, original idea was we'd come in, and uh, we present it with me, and and if everything seemed right, I could just take it and go." And he said, "Hey, I'm really thought about this. I think you and I should just be co-pastors." So, oh, interesting. So I moved the goalposts a little bit. Yeah. So the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so the rules start changing just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. we were we uh, were ready for the touchdown, and all of a sudden, yeah. Wait, it's so, um, and so uh, I just for for me. So maybe there's somebody out there that does a co-pastor thing, and it works great. I just always feel like uh, anything without a head is dead, and if you have more than one head, you're a monster. Well, okay, all right. You've used that before, haven't <laughs> you? Yeah, all right, yeah. I've used that yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, okay. Right. Brandon's shaking his head. Okay, so yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, there's there's got to be a leader. And uh, and so I listen. And and guys, 30 years older than me. So yeah, not showing honor, but also knowing, okay, this is different than what we initially... And that happens, happens in leadership. What you were presented, somebody's changed it now. And... and should it happen? No, but, but it's, and so was his style, was his style kind of the same kind of vibe as you a little bit, or were you guys kind of no, oil and water? Or, yeah, we're to, totally different. And he, he was, uh, uh, and just the way, and it loved the place, but it, they would call numbers out for him to sing the hymns. Uh, when you have four or five people, you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, uh, anyways, very different, very, yeah. And so, uh, so I said, listen, uh, after I thought about it, I didn't say much right then because I really didn't know how to, I mean, I knew what, and so I, um, we met again. I said, you know, I really feel this. Yeah. This is good. I would back out of it and just go do something else and let you just take the leadership role in this. And what I did was I, I, I didn't fight for, the, the the I didn't fight for the position or say I got to have this. I just said, listen. I, I mean, would, even yielding the people that you had is that what you mean? Mm -hmm. Or yeah, because because I, I felt like because because wow. we talked about do we continue as a church? Because we ran up to, and I mean it felt good sixty seventy people yeah yeah, but it also was a little we we knew we weren't going to go past that and the people we had they're going to serve God they're not so do we close the doors All right do do I exit and we hadn't talked about that and this opportunity came. And so now I'm at a place where, okay, this is now what would those people have stayed? I don't know, but yeah. I know, I know I, I, I could do something different, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and so then uh, I said, and it kind of laying some stuff out there. So this, this could backfire. So, sometimes in, in leadership, you take a risk. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, so I said, okay, you, you take it. I can do something different and I'll bless you and I'll tell the people and we'll just, he said, no, <laughs> he said, I'm going to be 75 pretty soon. I don't want to do this anymore. I need to retire. And at that moment, I think it brought him back to reality because yeah. he was wanting to exit. Now there's success at some level. 
Yeah. And he's thinking, man, I don't want to miss out on this. Right. But when the rubber met the road, he's like, I don't want to do this. Right. I don't, I, right. I you know, and, and I think, uh, walk, walking away, we blessed him. He was able to exit, had, yeah. had some time for retirement in his life. I think he lived to be 90. So what happened? Did you guys stay in we that building there. then? We stayed there. What do you know? Changed the name. It wasn't either church's name. And, yeah. Yeah. and, and, the and a few people that had not been there for many years came back and, and it ended up being a good thing. I that, that I never knew that about. I knew the story, but I never knew that you that your solution in that was to yield your congregation and your effort, your church, that kind of thing in that merger, and to be willing to walk away completely. I that says a tremendous amount about your your character. Because I'm telling you what, I the number of guys out there that would have. That that had been those have been fighting words, yeah. That had been a fighting moment right there, and yeah, it could know. it could have been, and you know, I don't know. Sometimes I stumble into right things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm if I'm that smart. <laughs> ah, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. My story goes yeah, back. <clears throat> my story goes back a, a long ways. It was coming out of uh, school. Marshall and I weren't married yet. Okay, and we were just we were just engaged and. And uh, we started doing that interview process with guys, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> it really is. I remember a gentleman here in Indiana that I interviewed with. He probably couldn't. He probably doesn't remember me to this day. I won't mention any names in this, but I remember him interviewing us. He came to campus and actually interviewed us. And Marshall and I are, were sitting there, and and you know, it's for a youth pastor's position or mm-hmm. it's your entry level. Um, a ministry position as most churches see and most senior pastors right. see, and that's all they could see at the time. And mm-hmm. there it is. Okay, so we're we're you know talking a little bit about about the position, and he turns to Marshall and says, you know, um, and how do you envision your role in the church? And it kind <laughs> of, it kind of, and my wife, you got to know my wife, okay? You know, she kind of had the, her eyes got a little bit bigger and stuff, and it was like. Kind of like, you know, what and stuff. And she says, well, I'm a, I'm a business major here at this Christian college. I'm a business major. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you want to hire somebody who's studious, okay? You want somebody who's studious? She's the student. I'm the one in the gym with a nice jump shot, okay? But <laughs> she's the one actually cracking the books. I'm a business major, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so, you know, I'm planning on using my ministry outside the church in the business world. And he looked at her and said, um, well, we don't really allow our our ministers, uh, spouses to work outside of the building. He says, now, <laughs> perhaps you could, you could manage our daycare. <laughs> and, and I could feel, <laughs> I could feel Marshall's aura at that point. Yeah. Her, her presence kind of like, yeah. yeah. So, so what years would this have been? Oh my goodness. I, you know, I'm thinking, uh, 88. Okay. Okay. Somewhere in there, because because nowadays I don't think somebody could say say that. I don't know, <laughs> you know, and and that's part of the stories. The whole thing we do with the stories and stuff is to yeah. show the kind of the behind the scenes and right. the craziness. So yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm here to tell you though that that was tame compared to the one other interview that I went on. There was a a, a youth pastor's position at this small church in Louisville, Kentucky. 
And we were kind of interested in that because we're like, you know, it's not too far from home. And I had mm-hmm. some family and New Albany across the river. And so, so we contacted this guy and he says, Hey, I, you know, I'd like you to come to Louisville to, and, and I'd like you to interview you. And so, so we're like, we're all excited and stuff. We drive the eight hours there and, and I go meet with this guy. He, he meets with me for three hours now, I wow. understand today there are major, you know, companies out here and sure. and to go through multiple interviews, many, mm-hmm. many people do that. I yeah. get that, okay? This is a ministry world for a youth pastor's position, <laughs> barely making minimum wage, okay? You know, <laughs> right. and he interviews me for three hours. And we talked and talked and talked and talked. Finally we get and and, and they had a church picnic after this interview. So Marshall comes to the church and then we, we all go to this church picnic. So you're on there and you're meeting people mm-hmm. and you're, you know, that kind of thing. stuff. And during the interview, at some point during that encounter, this gentleman says, um, uh, there's a youth rally later, uh, this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, would you sing a solo? Because one of the things he wanted me to do was lead worship as well as mm-hmm. it was one of those typical youth pastor jobs right. where you get to wear about four hats, <laughs> okay, you know, constantly. <laughs> and so, and and I said, well, I he, would you sing a solo? I said, no. I said, no. I don't really do that, you know. Yeah. Um, um, Chet the solo artist. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just don't really do a lot of that. And uh, and he's like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Well. Later that evening, right, we go to this youth rally. It's at another church somewhere, and there's 40 kids in the whole room, you know, this kind of thing. And he gets up at one point during the service, and he introduces me. And then says, um, and Chet's going to come and sing a solo at this time. (laughs) He, He tells everybody that. I just sat there. My mouth hit the floor, you know. And I thought, what in the world do I do? You know, so I walked up to the front and I said, well, I'm not going to sing a solo <laughs> for you, but I'll share my testimony with you. And I, I said something and there it sure. was. Okay. And so that was a little squirrely to begin with. We got up the next morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stayed at my grandma's that night. We got up the next morning, went to church. I led worship, right? So I'm up there, you know, ministering, doing my thing and stuff. And so we got back to the house after that that encounter in the afternoon. And he wanted me to come back Sunday night. It's back when he had Sunday morning, Sunday night, right. Wednesday night, and all that. Right. And I was like, we got back to the house, and I sat down on the couch, and I looked at Marshall, and the rest of the family was there. My parents were down. I was like, I'm exhausted. And we got eight hours Marshall had a finance class the next morning. I had a Greek class the next morning. I, and I, to this day, I can't tell you anything in Greek. Okay, so you know, but um, and and I said I'm just exhausted, and we got to drive eight hours. You know, so I called the guy and I said, "Listen, I said, uh, uh, I, I I can't make it this evening. I've I've got we have to drive, and I cannot drive all night long to get back home." And, and here's what he said. He said, um, he said, uh, he said, well, if, if you leave now, I, f- I feel like I don't have enough information about you in order to make a decision. <laughs> and 
uh, being younger and much more submissive, okay, at the time, I replied in a respectful way <laughs> that basically said, that's fine, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't reply the same way today, you know? right. Uh, but that, that was, those first two encounters were my, those were my interview encounters. When you're going to go do ministry, you're going to go do something awesome for God and God's called you and the church is fantastic Mm -hmm. and you believe in it a hundred percent and, and you're just going to go, go, go. And, and those are the first two encounters right out of the gate that you, that you get and you realize, oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of. There's a, there's some flesh in church for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what wow. I'm saying? wow, it could it could cause you to to have some a, a lens that you doesn't doesn't see ministry the way that it right because we get a little little rose color when you come out of yeah. school right yeah. and then you yeah. run into that and it becomes a bit more jaundice as you go on. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, yeah. I always enjoy story time. Me too. It was such a good story. All right, man. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you want to know more about joining a cohort or want to check out the show notes from today's episode, go to decisionmentoring.com. Thanks. See you next week.